it's blacklisted. Never go there. One, you know, I had Google review. I gave it a one out of five. That's because I couldn't give it a zero. Um, took way too long. The food was overpriced. Um, it was the pictures were weird. Just I, I'm not a fan of that place at all. Okay, and with that being said, uh, welcome back to the Washed Athlete Podcast. <laughs> this is episode I don't know which episode this is ever ten. All right, episode. episode ten. Whoa. Uh, big. This is we are big double digits. Double digits. Yes, and instead of having our first sponsor, we are officially blacklisting a sponsor from our <laughs> podcast. Boca de Mepo, go to hell. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> this weekend uh, has been pretty interesting for everybody, uh, along with our Boca de Beppo adventures. Uh, March Madness has started. Uh, it has been, as per usual, absolute chaos with our brackets. So uh, if anybody wants to go on a nice tangent about how absolutely bombed their brackets are, Raj, you look really excited. Oh boy, don't get me started on my bracket. It is beyond, like, it's, there's no hope for me. I'm coming in last no matter what. First off, Kentucky sold, Iowa sold. Raj, your mic. Oh, is it? Pop it a little bit. Yeah, I love that Xbox hurt. headset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're good now, yeah. There okay. You go. Yeah, my bracket's just, it's beyond, like, repair. Like, I think I'm, like, 20% now. Because you had a finalist out day one, right? Yeah, thanks, Iowa. <laughs> day one. Round I did, of 64. I, 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 did, I did have Iowa in my final four, so, like, I definitely felt the impact of that, but... Um... <laughs> in the chip, and they lose first round. I, that's, that's I, in my I... defense, this, this is the first time I actually auto-filled a bracket instead of actually going through it individually, which is my fault. But at the same time, I'm still kind of shocked that, like, Iowa, yeah, but Iowa and Kentucky both got out first round, and, like, it's just, like, and Baylor, too, second round. Yeah. Kentucky was a shocker, because I had them, I I believe, in my final four, so that that one hurt, too. But speaking of the Baylor game, I know we were all watching it, like, my God, that was, that is, like, wow. I, I really was hoping Baylor would pull it off. Well, actually, yeah. so about about that game in specific, like everyone was saying how good of a game it was. It was not. It was objectively a terrible game. The game was I'm a blowout dope. for the entire game, and then someone got ejected. Then it was a blowout the other way, and then it got to overtime, and it was terrible basketball. People just getting fouled, and like it was like it was an actual like a dreadful game to watch because like I turned it on, whatever <laughs> was watching. I was like, man, Baylor's getting routed. Who cares? Watch a different game, and then they start coming back. I'm like, okay, this was fun, and then I was like. Well, now, now UNC is just playing like ass. Like, I don't want to watch this crap. And then it gets to overtime, and it's the most boring for because the refs are, like, blowing every single whistle. These guys don't know how to play. They're missing all these shots. So yeah. the, game, the game was kind of terrible. But I'm glad UNC pulled it out. They did choke a little bit, but I think their ejection was a little bit unfair. Um, and, yeah, I'm glad they pulled it out. Like, upsets. I have UCLA going to my... Not... I have like a couple brackets going on, but in my main bracket, I have UCLA beating Baylor, so it's not too bad for me. Mm. But then I had Kentucky, then I, but then I had Kentucky winning, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Oh well, yeah, that's a little bit uh, kind of screwed there. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, not I, everybody else's. There we go. Well, I also had uh, Kentucky in my final four. I also had Tennessee in my final four, so I'm um, down there. Uh, but my Eastern. Um, or my Western side for the round of 64, I only got one wrong. 
and that was Alabama. They lost Notre Dame. Um, and then my southern um, side of the bracket was also pretty good. I only had one wrong there, and it was uh, Loyola Chicago losing to Ohio State. Um, but right now, if I look at it, I'm definitely um, – I'd be highly surprised if I were to win, um, but I'd also be highly surprised if I were to like, come in uh, dead last. So um, I feel like this year out of every year, I felt like the least confident with my bracket. Uh, like last year, it was pretty clear cut. You should probably pick Gonzaga to win, um, you know. Jacob, I don't want to like rain on your parade, buddy, but you're currently third, and you have the second. This besides, <clears throat> besides our one you. friend who's. But like Raj is definitely going to come in last, though. Yeah. Like, he's almost like he has. To, like oh, yeah. I'm not. Like I'm not saying I'm going to win. All like, right. I'd be surprised I thought. By I thought. I thought the last place bracket was our friend's name, but he just used our friend's name in his bracket name. So yeah, it's not yeah, her. It's yeah, it's no, Raj. No, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Raj. So, yeah, so Raj, Raj is Raj is done. But besides Raj, Jacob, you have the second least amount of max points available, and you still are in third place, and you're sixty behind me. So you right. have sixty more max points than me, and sixty less current points than me. Right. So what's your, like what's your, what's your point? You're not in good shape. Yeah, I said I probably would be surprised if I came in last, but I'd also I, be very surprised if I came in first. Well, you're not, okay, Raj, Raj, Raj doesn't count, though. What do you mean he doesn't count? <laughs> He's irrelevant. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> terrible. He's got a thousand projected points. Though. That's awful. That's like a like, like class. It's yeah, like so that's why I said I'd be surprised if I came in last, because if I came in last, I, there'd have to be something awful happen. Mathematically but I'm speaking, also super it's far behind. One person like, if I were to come in first, that would also be as big of a shock. One person in our bracket still has the whole Final Four still up. They have Gonzaga, Purdue, Villanova, and Kansas. So that's, like, great. Give me that. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it totally <laughs> wasn't an autofill. <laughs> I, need to, I need to talk about my uh, two sleepers that I guess should have stayed, slept on. Because uh, for, I'll, I'll talk about them. All right, both of them. So I had Virginia Tech. They had just qualified. You know, I, I really liked their team. Like, they were a fun team. I had long, them going in the uh, Sweet 16. Sorry, yeah. for our listeners that don't see video, are you still wearing your backpack? What? No, it's a little back bracer. Oh, you know, okay. Computer science of all day. Just uh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. But um, yeah. So I had VT dancing a little bit. Had them going to the Sweet Sixteen because I like their team. They got out first round to Texas. So I guess hook them horns. But anyways, the Not other team down. is is my team. This is my team for March Madness. Loyola uh, Chicago. I love, I, love, I love the culture surrounding them. Sister Jean, like, just love them as a team. Last year, had them beating Illinois. That was the, the highlight, just, just the peak of my March Madness career. But this year, I had them going to the Elite Eight, I just for the culture. But uh, they went out first round also. So that was rough. That, that, that one really hurt because I love Loyola Chicago. And just seeing them exit that early is just really sad. Yeah, I mean, I love, I do love Loyola Chicago. I love, like, their whole, like, vibe that they give off. It's like, they're literally always underdogs. Like, no matter if they're ranked <laughs> higher than the team, like, they just feel like underdogs always. Like, yeah. that's just, like, their mindset. Like, I absolutely love that. And obviously, Sister, Sister Jean is, like, the biggest meme ever. Like, she is so funny to watch, where it's just, like, this, like, really old nun just sitting on the sidelines of a basketball game and everybody is just hyping her up so much and she just like doesn't even move and she's just like 
go team. It, it breaks every like, let's single, go. It breaks every single nun stereotype you've ever had. Like I haven't oh really like, seen many like many nuns. And then when I saw Sister Jean, I was like, wait. She's like the biggest Loyola basketball fan. I was like, can they even do that? Like, yeah. like just Wait, every stereotype. Cool. Yeah. Listen, she is chilling at a one solid 102 right now. She's still she is 102 and still, and still getting crap. ready for Loyola. It's Wait, power hang Lord. on. So she was born in 1920? 1919. 1919. So she's yeah, turning 103. So she's oh turning 103 this year. You know, you just have to support Loyola. You just have to. You just gotta that always for lived through the roaring 20s and is yeah. now in a second weird 20s. She's in, yeah, her, in her lifespan, yes. both roaring 20s. Oh my she's, god. She's lived through part of World War One, World, World War II, II. the, the entirety of the, the 19th century. Yeah. 9-11. <laughs> like, and now whatever's going on over in Ukraine, this is... Okay, Loyola. so can, canonically speaking, she has both... <laughs> Watch <laughs> the United States win a world war and could have watched the Batman with Robert Pattinson. That is true. He that could is have true. watched both that of those happen, <laughs> technically speaking. That is wild. <laughs> and honestly, and Sister Jean's still like, I don't know what with what COVID, but like she was still getting out a few years ago. She was at the games. Like she yeah. had enough energy at like 99 and 100 to like get out and go sit courtside. And yeah. it was impressive. God. Yep, and they said this year she was she did travel with the team. She That's traveled awesome. with the team. Oh my god, I love That's that. awesome. Respect. That's awesome. Is she See, be my grandma? That's why you got to root for Loyola. You just, it's a team for the culture. Yeah. They always like do well like the first couple rounds then it's like they play a legit team and it's like, "Oh, well, yeah." <laughs> always ends up just kind of falling apart, but yeah. It's a good run when it lasts. It's it's a good run. It's a good. It's run. okay. Nova's getting the revenge game right now on OSU, so they're getting avenged. Yeah. Yeah. They won. They won. They're gonna win. They're up with by eight with a minute left, and Nova doesn't blow these type of games. Big Ten schools just aren't great. And well, on a, another quick note, uh, Lance Collins just signed with the Bengals to a three-year deal, so Joe Burrow's gonna be happy with that. Uh, Reggie Bullock just signed with the Titans. Kicker. Thank you, Reggie Justin, Bullock, for this kicker <laughs> Yeah, of course. Kind of got to say the kickers. Uh, um, well, I thought I said oh, two years, sixty million dollars on like his dang. contract, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that must have been a star player who signed, and then I was like, "Oh, it's six point four million dollars." Oh, okay. Made, made a Wait. lot more sense. He, Collins is the tackle. He used to play for the Cowboys. I can't. Oh, okay. I think Peter's uh, Peter's mic died. Oh, it's my his, mic died. I, I, yeah. I think you're. Uh, no, I think it wasn't your mic. I think it was just your connection for a little bit. But I think you're good oh, now. Oh, connection cut out. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah. He was. He's really good. I'm surprised about that. Cause like he was the whole. He was the guy that like started wearing like the knee brace on his arm because his arm was too big for any arm brace. That's so insane. That's, yeah. Like this dude's legit. <laughs> and. Uh, Cowboys keep getting worse, but somehow they're Super Bowl contenders every year. Yeah, every year, every year they're Super Bowl contenders. But back to March Madness, I was thinking about it. What do you guys think is like the appeal to March Madness? Because I feel like not many people pay attention to college basketball throughout the year. 
like it is like pretty much like I've watched very little college basketball. I know like the top teams because of like rankings and some of the prospects and whatnot as an NBA guy. But like I think I know more college basketball than any of you guys, and that's saying a lot because I don't watch much college basketball. But then as soon as March Madness happens, it is just like everyone just pays attention. So like, what do you guys love about March Madness, and what do you think makes it so like great? Yeah, so there's one thing that comes to mind immediately. It could be any sport, but the upsets. Like, if there's upsets, it's just so fun. It's electric. Like, that is the number one thing for me. The fact that there's so many upsets, you just got to love it. Yeah, I think that's definitely, especially in basketball, too, because I feel like basketball is, like, a really unique sport where it's, like, you can really have, like, if you have, like, you can be a smaller school, and but if you have, like, a really good, like, team, you can really put together some like someone that can go out there and like just get one good game together and you can knock off a good team. Cause they'll probably look past you. They're looking to like, okay, well we got to look to the round of 16 round, like uh elite eight, whatever. And they're kind of, they'll be able to look past you a little bit, but then those like smaller schools that can put together a good team that have just like these really talented players because it's not like as much as basketball is a physical sport, it's not a physical sport in the sense like you can just recruit the biggest human beings and they will just beat the crap out of other teams like in football. Like yeah. you wouldn't really see those upsets like if we did if football had the same kind of like March Madness style, the big schools would win every single yeah. time and it would be like bad. Like also, it would be like a beatdown. Yeah, go just Jacob. Yeah. I mean, also part of what, like, it couldn't, I feel like it couldn't even work in college football because football is such a physical sport that having all these different games, um, like, it would take a significant toll on the players. Yeah. Um, and I mean, also, you, like, one thing that we're also not taking in consideration is, like, up until now, like, there weren't en- no NIL deals. So you're then requiring a bunch of, like, these, all these players, like, these student athletes. They'd be um, playing a bunch of other games and like, um, you know, they're not really, I guess we're seeing like, you know, getting any um, no direct benefit from, um, you know, I guess what they're doing out on the court, you know, they could be increasing their draft, like, you know, their draft st- uh, stock and all that. But like, it's like, it's, I mean, it's great in basketball because it's, it is a physical sport at times, but it's not as physical as football. So that there's not as, um, you know, much wear and tear, not as much potential for injury. So, yeah, I think it works perfectly in college basketball. Um, you know, it's not like there's a se- several-game series. It, li- it literally is, you know, anything could happen on one game. Some people, so, you know, one team could just hit 15 threes in the game, you know, and win. So it really is, like, up to a chance at times. And then, you know, at times, you know, just the better team will win or, you know, they could just lose. Yeah, so it's like it's almost like that sense of like every year. I feel like it's like you never really know what you're gonna get just because of like how just the way the cookie crumbles. Like it, like if a team shows up, if a team doesn't, if a player gets injured, player doesn't. Some like something weird happens, something doesn't. You got one shot. That's it. And I think there's just like something so just awesome about that. It's where it's like. Where we saw, what was it, UMBC beat Virginia. It was like the first time that yeah. that happened, and that was very recently. Like, Virginia, yeah. It's, you never know. 
Like, that's why you got to go out there. You got to play because every single time it's like, oh, well, technically the one seeds should always be winning the national championship, but that almost never happens. So, but you got to well, go out there. And you got to play. I don't know. The, the good teams always find a way to win because there's enough mm-hmm. of them in the tournament. I mean, like, yeah. even if you look now, besides Baylor, all the one seeds are still up. Now, we're, we still haven't made it past around a 32 yet. So, like, people can still go down. But, like, the one seeds are still up. A lot of the two seeds are still up. Um, so like they're they're inevitably all the good teams usually end up winning the tournament. Um, but it's always interesting to see what the good teams do get knocked off. Um, and it's interesting to see like runs happen. I always think about how like bite sized March Madness is. Like it is a very condensed like the first two round the second round is closing out tonight and it started Thursday. So in four days we've already dwindled down the teams from sixty four to sixteen, and then we'll have a few days off before we get into the next two rounds. And then we'll have a week off until we get to the final games. But even at that, like, it is so quick. It's literally just takes place in March. Yeah. And not, not, not even the whole month of March. Like, it started this weekend. So, like, really, like, March 17th onwards has been the start of March Madness. And it's just crazy how quickly it can be. Because, I mean, other sports, like the NBA, NFL, like, especially the NBA and, like, NF- NHL, you are watching 90-plus games. MLB, you're watching 100-plus games of sports to like keep updated with it march madness like is it less than a month you just tell you like i couldn't do this for a whole year if i was following march madness like i do now like for a whole year i'd be drained like i wouldn't (laughs) get any school work done exactly just because it's so bite-sized it's so so much fun like every year no matter what always watch March madness always get upset over my bracket predictions being wrong even (laughs) though of course they're gonna be wrong like (laughs) it's it's what happens every year that's the point yeah I did, I did have Virginia winning the year they lost the, the 16 seed, which was the first time it ever happened in history. I was that guy. <laughs> I did take Virginia next year to win the whole thing, and they won the whole thing. Oh, okay. There we yeah. go. Revenge store. And, Can't sleep on a revenge store. Yeah. And I did have a little bit of PTSD when Gonzaga was tied with, um, I cannot remember who they were playing, so I forgive, forgive me for, uh, it was Georgia State. When they were tied with Georgia State at like halftime, I was like, I, I I thought Gonzaga was gonna pull it out, but a little bit part of me was like, "Is this gonna happen again?" And it was the same yeah. top left of the bracket, like the number one overall seed. And yeah. I, I got I got a little scared. I ain't even gonna lie, I got scared. <laughs> Started um, sweating a little bit. Yeah, it I was, did. It really was wild because I was I remember I was watching this game. I was texting the chat, guys, turn on the Gonzaga game, and they were really tied, and it was really a close game. Then I um had to leave and I had to go just hand, um go get some stuff done i go to check uh check the game again and gonzaga's up by like 20 points just like that yeah it's out of nowhere (laughs) i was talking to my dad about this i think what a lot of these teams do is if you're a number one seed there's no reason for you to like go out really hard and try to build a 20 point lead like chill out play some loose basketball and you can tighten the screws later because like a team like gonzaga they have way too much talent than georgia state like Drew Timmy, as soon as like the game got down to the point, he just like he just took over the game, tried home run, started dominating the paint a little bit more. And they, I mean, they Georgia State didn't score for like a solid like five plus minutes, and then yeah. <laughs> Drew Timmy just like scored ten straight points. And then it was like, oh, Gonzaga's fine because I, Jacob, you texted that, and I was like chilling on the grass with my girlfriend, and I was like just watching the score. I couldn't watch the game, and I was like, it was like, t- okay, Gonzaga's up by two, Gonzaga's up by five, seven, and I was like. Oh, this game's over. <laughs> yeah, just the score just starts going up, and it's like, oh, it's that kind of game. 
Where do you think Timmy's going to get drafted, Justin? Or like what round or like, you know, what pick? I think some team is going to convince themselves that he's going to draft him higher than he probably like should be because he has had a good college career and he has showed up in the playoffs. I don't know what, what I'm assuming he is a senior, right? Yes. Or like a fifth year. Um, because he doesn't really also have a good define. He's okay. He's 21 years old. He was born in 2000. That's crazy that someone born in 2000 wow. is like close to my age. That's ridiculous. I hate that. Like this kid. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, he's only 21 years old, so um, that makes him a junior. Well, I don't know how when his, oh, his birthday is September 9th. Yeah, he's a junior. He's a junior. Okay, wow. junior. So I think he could get drafted a little higher. I mean, I think he could have gone into the draft last year. So clearly he wasn't going to get drafted high enough because they would have um, they would have had him there. He's on the big board right now. He's 65. Wow. Um, which I think makes yeah, a lot of like- sense. Because the biggest thing with Drew Timmy is he doesn't have like a, distinguish- a distinguishable trait in his basketball game where you go, oh, that guy, like he can do this really well, and that's like what he will be in the NBA. Like He's a 6'10 power forward center, so he's too small to play center. He's probably too big to play power forward, so he's going to have to be a guy that comes off the bench and um, does a little bit of everything. He's gonna have to play center, but then like as soon as like if, if he's playing like the Sixers, for example, Joel Embiid comes in. You can't have Drew J- J- Timmy trying to d- defend Joel Embiid, so you're gonna have to hope you can play like some small ball with him, which could work. But also like he's not particularly like big. He's like a decent shooter. I don't know. He just doesn't like. There's just nothing that he like has. Like there's he's just not like a basketball player. He's just yeah. like he plays the sport. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah, like Paulo Benchero, um, who I think is a number one prospect in the draft. Some people have Jabari Smith as him as number one prospect. Um, he's very good, like ball handling in the post, um, take it on the block, pull up jumpers, like blow around a defender, like very polished offensive game. Like that's what you can like be in a team. Chet Holmgren, he like he's a big center, goes up, makes a lot of blocks can shoot the three as a center. I mean, he's a ton of development still to go. Way more development than Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy's a way more polished product than Chet Holmgren is. But, like, the potential is there. Like, you can see where he's going to be a defensive monster in the NBA and then a, someone who can space it and then um, put it on the block a little bit in the NBA. But Drew Timmy doesn't have that. Like, there's not, like, a lot of players in the NBA that, like, have Drew Timmy's, like, potential. Like, I would say, like, his game is, like, kind of similar to Kevin Garnett's game, except it lacks all of the defensive, like, craziness that Kevin Garnett had so like so everything that made him pitch. a unique player is, is that what yeah. he lacks yeah <laughs> if you, yeah if you're a championship contender and you can get him towards the beginning of the second round he I'm sure he can come right in and be a power forward center that comes off your bench and does well but it's just kind of the weird thing with college basketball where you sometimes just really good players um in college basketball don't pan out in the uh, NBA like Luca Garza Last year, Iowa Iowa player. Dude was insane. Like he looked like Nikola Jokic in college basketball. And he got drafted by Detroit, I believe, in like the late second round. And he's pretty much nothing in the NBA right now. And Damn. it's sad, but like sometimes it's just like difference between professionals and college is huge. It's like the same thing. High school like doing high school athletics compared to D one athletics, a big jump. But even that college to professional is huge. You have D three and D two athletes that still are pretty good athletes. And then you have D1 basketball players who are better than all those other athletes. And some D1 athletes can't even go and play in the NBA because they're just not good enough, even though they're, they're best in D1. 
So just kind of way like sports works. It's like a really it fun, it's a funnel. Like it starts real the pool's really wide at the top, and then like it slowly like shrinks in and shrinks in really quickly to just a small yeah. select group of people. That's why it's so hard to be a professional athlete. Yeah, no, that's that's spot on, and I think that applies to any sport because like the Pitt soccer team ranked like eight nationally this past season. They play the Riverhounds, who's a second division American team. They're professional team. They beat them seven nothing. Like the jump from college level to professional level is insane. And yeah. even that that game at halftime was two nothing, which tells me that the Riverhounds weren't trying in the first half, and they could have made it way more. A seven nothing, six nothing game in soccer means that it could have been a ten nothing game. In they were friendly. just not like trying. Yeah, in a friendly. <laughs> So, no, absolutely, just, like, the professional level just takes a step up. So, I mean, Drew Timmy hopefully goes to the NBA. I think he'll be, like, an icon, like, someone everyone, like, looks through. Like, man, that guy was it in college because he's made – last year he had a crazy run um, just being a great player. Um, he made second team all collegiate this year, which is cool. Um, Gonzaga has a great chance to win the national championship this year. So, I mean, I think some team will overdraft him a little bit, but – I mean, they don't touch some of the guys' potentials like Jabari Smith, Paul Vincero, Keegan Murray at the top. But here, I'm going to say it here on the podcast because uh, I, I want to tell everyone, everyone no. I do not think Keegan Murray will be a good NBA player. Right. So Mark I think whoever, whoever drafts Keegan Murray is going to be very disappointed. All right. All it's right. It's been marked down. It's been etched in stone. We have receipts. <laughs> we have the receipts. <laughs> Yeah, I think along of what what you guys were saying about just like the difference between professionals and like collegiate students, it's like there's always like those jokes where it's like, oh, like whatever the national championship team in football that like wins, like they could beat the worst team in the NFL. It's like, no, they couldn't. As much as I'm sure Jacob would love to say that Alabama could have beat the 0-16 Browns, there's just a different level between a bunch of like 22-year-old college students like going going out and playing versus a dude that's like what was it Joe Thomas I think was on that 0 and 16 team he's like 33 years old he is he was like 64 230 or no it was like 290 something he was a left tackle and he'd been in the league for like 16 years like his job for the past like 16 years had just been hey I'm going to block the guy in front of me for pretty much as long as you've been alive and playing football I've been doing this in the men's league. It's just, there's such a different level. It's like, yeah, this is literally my job. Like 24 seven. I'm not a student. I'm not anything else. I'm here to lift weights and hit people. That's what I've been doing. And I will be doing this for a long time. And I'm getting paid a lot of money to do this. Okay. So I have a, I have a question then. Like just a hypothetical question, like name, um, one team like from college football or basketball, that you think um, like would have the best shot to be, I guess, the worst um, NFL or NBA team, like a specific year team. So, like for example, twenty nineteen LSU versus like the zero and sixteen Browns or Lions yeah. or something like along those lines. Um, ooh, I would probably, I might say either twenty nineteen LSU or twenty twenty Alabama. Probably would go against either the. Lions or the Browns, but they would probably still end up losing. Yeah, it's not that they would beat them; it's that they'd have the best shot at putting up a decent game. I think I would go with 2019 LSU because they their receiving core was literally all like the best receivers in the NFL right now. It's like what Leonard Fournette. (laughs) 
Wait, like, I think 2019 what? LSU did not have Leonard Fournette. They didn't. Are you kidding me? Leonard was hilarious. Oh my god! Leonard Fournette was a little. Oh, they did not have Leonard Fournette. Was that 2018? 2018 didn't have Leonard Fournette. Are you kidding me? Wait, you're a D. Leonard Fournette was on Jacksonville for like four or five years. I'm pretty sure Leonard Fournette got drafted in like 2016. I think he was on the Bucks that he yeah. got he got he went to the Bucks the year after LSU won the Super Bowl or won the Natty. He dogged on my Steelers like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in like 2018 that Leonard Fournette no. was beating them up. No, but no. I forgot what year he was on LSU. How old do you think he is? Well, Leonard Fournette's team couldn't beat LSU because Leonard because. All you have to do to beat that LSU team is stack the box because they couldn't throw the ball. Exactly. That yeah. that that was the whole thing. Is like LSU. I feel like had just like that most balanced like offense, whatever, because they had a decent run game with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and then their receiving core was just absolutely stupid. And yeah. also, it's Joe Burrow. I'm not betting against Joe Burrow. So, <laughs> I think that the 2015, 2016, 10 win 76ers would have lost to Villanova, who won the March Madness tournament that year. They had Josh they had Josh Hart, they had Dante Vitendo, they had I think they had a young Mikhail Bridges, possibly. Um they had Jalen Brunson, um, Eric Pascal. So they had like they had some guys. Now I mean, again, professional, very different than yeah, okay, the roster was Jalen Brunson, Chris Jenkins, Josh Hart, Eric Pascal, Phil Booth, Dante Vitendo, Orion, Archie Diacono. Mikhail Bridges, some really iconic names in college basketball and some in the NBA right now. I think you give that team a chance, <laughs> they might have beaten the 10-win Sixers. That team was bad. What, what about... No. Now, in a seven-game series, I'll always take a professional team over oh, yeah. a college mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Because, like, I really just do believe that like, professional... We talked about professional sports is way better than collegiate sports. But if there was a situation... One game. One game, one game I, re- I do think that that Villanova team could have beat the Sixers. Justin, what about the uh, 38, I think, and one Kentucky team that had Cat, um, Willie Cauley-Stein, Devin Booker coming off the bench, Tyler Eulis, all them. That team is nuts. That Booker off the bench? I'm sorry, what? That team is Booker was on the bench because they yeah, had two seniors. No, yeah, Devin, Booker never, Devin Booker never started. It's like one of the craziest stories ever. So, okay, yeah. this team this team could was totally better than the... Um, Wisconsin. Then, um, what is it called? What's its face? Um, oh, what? what team was I just talking about? Oh, Villanova. Villanova, yeah, they're better. But this is not the same. This is a year before the Sixers were that bad. No, no, so no I'm taking, just saying, like, we're just saying all time. Two years. All, yeah, like, oh, just all time comparison. Yeah, you can just compare oh. 22 years. Because that's okay, what also the, the Andrew. Okay, the Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, Kansas team is also ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I can't bet against Andrew Wiggins, so. That would, <laughs> for, the, for the culture. Dude, yeah. that, that, I feel like in basketball, like, I feel like you would legit have a much, like, better shot, I feel like, just in, like, that one-game series against professionals, because, like, that Sixers team was so unbelievably bad. <laughs> like, I feel like if they were told, like, yeah, you have to go out there and play a bunch of college kids, they'd just be like, I don't care. Like, they could win. <laughs> Like whatever we are, we only won ten games. Like, sure, what's another loss at this point? Who was like the yeah. guy on that Sixers team? Who was the guy? I mean, who wasn't no the guy? guy. <laughs> um, 
Like, honestly, it's probably TJ McConnell, like, just because he was, like, wow. the culture. So I'll read you the roster. There was Elton Brand, who at this point had been in the league for 16 years. Holy Isaiah, shit. Isaiah Cannon, Robert Covington, Jeremy Grant, Sean Holmes, Carl Landry, Kendon Marshall, TJ McConnell, Nerlens Noel, Jaleel Okafor, Phil Presley, Jakar Sampson, Ish Smith, Nick Stauskas, Hollis Thompson, Sony Weems, Christian Wood, Tony Rowan. So the only good, the only like, like awful now. No, no, no. But here's the thing, right? Okay, Elton Brand, like really old. Isaiah Cannon, I think he plays overseas right now. Robert Covington was super overrated. Now he's kind of just like buried on the Clippers. Um, he was so he's solid, but like he's a number five on a championship team, maybe a number six. Like he's a just good defender. Jeremy Grant, this was his first year before he was like good, so we can't count Jeremy Grant. This is him coming out of college for his first year. Rashawn Holmes, who's a backup center in the league, who was playing starting center. Carl Landry, I don't even know what where he is now. I've never heard of that guy in my life. Kendall Marshall, also never heard of this guy. TJ McConnell, the homie, but he's not that good. He's like a backup point guard. Yeah. Uh, Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor, who are both backup centers somewhere in the league, and it was their for like their rookie and or second year. So Okafor Nerlens... was like he was like that at Duke, though, right? Yeah, but he wasn't like that in the N- NBA. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Phil Press, I don't even know who that is. Jakar Sampson, I kind he was really good in college, but not good on the Sixers. Um, Ish Smith, he's whatever. Nick Stauskas, like it's just a bunch of ben- and Christian Wood is here, but this was his rookie year before he was good. And even now, Christian was not even that good. So truly, like, the best player on this team is, like, a number four, maybe, on a championship team. That's absurd. Yeah, cause I, was, I would argue that uh, maybe number five. It was, it's really bad. Like, there's just, like, I didn't watch. I don't, did I watch this season? I, wa- I think it, maybe I started watching. I started following a lot of basketball in the 2016 season for the Sixers. Yeah, this is a team I know a lot more. Because this was Joel Embiid's first year. So, yeah, that team was rough. Like, no go-to guys. So, yeah, if you match them up against that team with Kat and, um, and Devin Booker, I think, I think they go down. That is, that is wild. Wow. Booker was on the bench. Like, yeah. what? He, he never started. Not one game. That's absurd. And, and, and then got drafted 13 overall. That they, is... I mean, he... It's absurd they didn't win. Like that team is one of, like that's one of the best teams I've seen in college basketball. And I have a friend that goes to Kentucky, and he was like freaking out that year. And then they lost. Nope. And I was like, shit. Because like, and this just goes back to March Madness being crazy. Yeah. It, the best, like it just it's so hard. You have to win. Oh god, I was testing my math skills. Oh. One, two, three, four, six games. I think you had to win six consecutive games, maybe five, five to six consecutive games of basketball and you can't miss a beat like if one team get that's why there's in, in the nba playoffs there's seven game series for a reason it's so that you can like really get the best sample size for the best team wins because even like the sixers had played the nets in the playoffs one year and the nets took game one and everyone's like oh the nets are gonna like upset the sixers and the sixers won the next four games and it was over um but like that's the point of the seven game series like yeah everyone knows that saint peter's number 15 seed shout out new jersey um <laughs> Everyone knows that they smoked. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone knows if they played Kentucky seven times, they would lo- they would lose four. Like they would get swept four one. Everyone be, knows that six they, one. 
they would play yeah. all seven games and they would yeah, lose on yeah. the rest of the six. Yeah, and if they play Murray State in a seven-game series, Murray State probably wins four of them and the, the other team wins two of them. Like, yeah. Just, but I mean, that's part of the part of the beauty of March Madness, and you have big time players show up. It's yeah. really cool because, especially with NIL, um, players like uh, Max Abrams from Oral Roberts, like, kind of gets mm-hmm. them on the map a little bit more. Maybe they can get like a sponsorship, make their way to a bigger university. Right. Um, so, and there, there's a, this kid from St. Peter's is getting like memed a little bit. Yeah. He's like he he looks a little goofy to be like kicking people's oh, ass. Oh, that one kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually do know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been um, all over the memes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So like it's it's cool though because like you get to it's hype because it's March Madness, exactly. Oh my god! I need to pull up a picture of this guy right quick. Just <laughs> to like get a get a good look and see what see what we're working with. It's wild. Too. No, I, was, I, like, I just I, I can't remember what exactly um, he looks like. I'm trying to. I got to see this. What's up, Andres? Oh, okay, Nick. there he is. I was on a TikTok earlier and I saw a TikTok of like St. Peter's like dorms and campus and like they were like these like poor quality, just like falling apart dorms and now they're like cooking in March Mass. Like it's it's so sick. Yeah. It's clearly like showing grit of like this is like a very small school that's like not very well funded. And it's like, oh yeah, here they are, just still kicking it around in March Madness and really trying to put a spotlight on themselves. Yo, so, so or so I was just looking at Max Abrams. Oral Roberts was one game away from making the tournament this year. That would have been so hype. Imagine oh, if Oral Roberts had gotten it. Damn it. Because they, they lost in their championship game against North Dakota State, who I think North Dakota State was in the it was in the tournament. I know That's South Dakota crime. State was in the tournament. That is an I know absolute they crime. They, I feel they like they, they need to be required. They have to be in the tournament every year, like no matter well, it's, what. It's just why these teams yeah. are so cool. <laughs> Some of these teams that like can make it in because they play in like some weird like D one leagues, so they like the league winners like get through. Because the, the common misconception about March Madness is that it's the sixty four best teams in college basketball because it is. It's simply not because yes. Rutgers and Notre Dame had to play for the eleven seed. There are still five other. It's twenty worse teams that are in there than Notre Dame and Rutgers. Uh, or well, Rutgers lost. So there's twenty teams that are worse than Rutgers who got in. Yeah, which it's it's fine. That's the way they do it. But really, like Again. the sixteenth, it makes it even just crazier when they win because Gonzaga is the number one team. Well, I guess I'll go with Kentucky. Kentucky is at worst the eighth best team in college basketball, and they lost to a team that is probably like the hundred and fifteenth best team in college basketball. But yeah. it's just one. Hey, one game, you don't come ready. You get knocked off guard, and there you go. Exactly. I didn't want. You guys know what happened? Like, did Kentucky shoot poorly, or like? They, like, just I have out. no idea what happened. I just checked back in, and it's like, yeah, Kentucky lost. I'm like, how? <laughs> just... Oh, God. I, I don't know. I, they must have just fallen apart. I mean... I guess, I guess wild. I mean, then they won the second round game, too. Like, they're... No, no defense. They lost, eight, they lost 85 to 79, and scoring 85 in college basketball games is a lot of points. Um, yeah. St. Peter shot 51% from the field, 53% from three. 85% on 85% on their free throws. Um, How many threes did they take? Uh, nine. So Kentucky shot 42% from the field, 26% from three, 65% from the line. So St. Peter's either Kentucky didn't play defense or St. Peter's was just knocking down shots. The, um, this player who I'm assuming is the kid with the uh, the weird like stash and everything. Um, he scored 27. Um, 
yeah, I mean, just craziness. I mean, one of the Kentucky guys had 30 points. Two just couldn't hold on against St. Peter's, North Jersey stand up. I know, right? St. Peter's. And listen, I mean, Represent. I mean, good for, I mean, good, good for them. They went out and beat Murray State. So, like, yeah. it just shows, like, I mean, these teams can still make runs. I mean, Murray State was probably hyped. They were like, oh, man, like, we are, we're playing against St. Peter's now. Like, we can get to the round of 16. And they come out there, do it again. And anything, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to go out and beat um, who they got next. They got the winner of Texas and Purdue. Like, it's going to be hard. But, hey. You never know. March Madness. Never know. It, it truly really shows that you can't look past an opponent, though. You always got to play the game for the game itself. You know, yeah, play yeah. each, you know, possession. Like, yeah, you, ha- you, you have to walk a fine line of not, like, wasting all your energy on one game against an inferior opponent, but you cannot afford to lose. So, like, right. I think the best way you tell a team, I was talking to my dad about this, Gonzaga, like a team like Gonzaga, you say, keep this game close at halftime. And then, like, keep it under control. Like, don't panic. Just, like, Play loose, fun basketball. We'll play our bench a lot for the first half. It'll be a tie game. And then you come out in the second half for the first 10 minutes, dominate them. And then you have a half to figure it out. But sometimes that can be dangerous. And some teams don't do that. I mean, there was, what was the one game? That was in women's basketball when South Carolina was up 44-4. to And you were like, okay, I'd be a little bit of overkill. Yeah, but, that was um, absurd. That but, was absurd. Yeah, and some, I mean, some people go out and with the intent to, like, destroy their opponents. Like, Baylor beat Norfolk State by, like, 40 <laughs> and, what, and whatnot, but, um, yeah. Andres. Mean, yep. Um, I think you might be looking at this. I'm just on the ESPN app right now, and I see that Barcelona is winning 4 nothing against uh, yes. Real Madrid. They are, El Clasico is going on right now, and Real, Barca were, have been abysmal this season until Xavi, um, ex-Barcelona legend just became the coach. She's still pretty young, and he turned the team around. They are cooking right now. They look, they have, like, their whole play has just changed after him becoming coach and making some signings, like, uh, throughout the winter transfer window, but they are cooking right now. This is, like, the most iconic, like, rivalry match in club soccer, and the fact that Barca's just discombobulating Madrid right now is insane in their own home in Madrid, which is just nuts. Yeah. Like, this is crazy, because, like, some guys that are like scoring right now have been in really bad form for their old teams, and now they're just cooking. Like that's wild. And then another thing I was looking at was the coach of St. Peter's. Like he has said some iconic stuff. Like I was, um, I read something earlier where he was saying like, "We're not scared of this tournament." Like I got all these guys from Jersey, and New York City. Like they, they're, they're not built to be scared for these games. Like, like we were ready for anything. And then he was also saying like. He had food poisoning the night before the Kentucky game, and like he had an IV and everything. But he's like, "I'm not missing this game," and went right to the game. And yeah, Kentucky. I, like, I saw some of those quotes. Those were so funny. I think there was another one. It was like, um, "Were you nervous like going into this game, like coaching whatever?" He's like, "No, it's just basketball." Yep, like, he yep. just did not care. He was like, "That I love that energy so much." He's just like, "I'm just going out. I'm just coaching. Like I'm gonna have a good time. Like who cares?" <laughs> I'm rooting and, for him now. Exactly. It's like, and honestly, those are some of the scariest teams to go up against. The ones that clearly are like, we have nothing to lose. Yep. It's like, because if they just go out there and they play just like solid basketball, or whatever, and the other team starts overthinking it, it, it can get scary. It yep. can get scary for people's brackets. So, no, and especially in a tournament like this, I was just going to say, mindset trumps everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, also, this, guy, this guy from St. Peter's, um, it is Doug, Doug Dirt. 
his Instagram handle. Um, like he he has a picture of himself from like his photo shoot in 2020. He looks like a very normal like just like white guy like playing basketball. And then he has this stupid mustache. That's why he looks so stupid. And all these all these like video clips on his Instagram. It's because he's got this stupid stash. But otherwise, he looks completely normal. But it's so it's just so it's just so cool to see him. Like he's probably gained so many followers on Instagram, and like, uh, it's so cool. And he's like he's posted all these follow. I I did just drop a follow. Um, and like he's like posting on his story all these other people posting about him and whatnot, and it's just really cool to see. Yeah, because. Yeah, Doug. Just, uh, I love March Madness. You just create legends. Like, Doug Dirt is going to be a legend in college basketball. Max Abrams is a legend. There was that really, like, hefty guy on um, Loyola Chicago who was a big man who could pass the ball. Yes. And he, <laughs> was, a, he was a legend. He would just, like, kind of hold the ball and, like, toss it with one hand and whatnot. It would just, <laughs> March Madness is just so much fun. That's where legends are made. Literally. It, there's not. There's truly nothing greater than March Madness. I think. I think it is probably the best, mo- like moment of like the sports year. Like really, yeah. Every year, yeah. I mean, I, I would, like. I mean, I would. I would rather if like you told me, Justin, would you rather have like the super like the NFL playoffs or March Madness? I'd rather have March Madness. I don't know. This year's the this NFL year's, playoffs, though. Even the, yeah. Oh, this, this year's NFL playoffs was something different. It doesn't matter. I would take the even Andre is saying that. Dude, I no, would say. <laughs> no, yeah, go, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like, I was I'm a pretty casual football fan, slowly getting into it, but just as like a casual fan watching these games, I'm like, wow, like they were fun. Yeah. And I think I would argue that seeing this year the highs of the NFL playoffs, like those were like ridiculously fun to watch. But I will say the highs of college basketball, like what like when Nova hit the game winning shot to win the national championship, like Oh, that's man. like movie <laughs> stuff right there. Like, oh, come on, totally. Like, pretty that sure is... I had USC winning that game too. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> heartbreaking. Well, we'll beat those moments. UNC hit a crazy shot before that to tie up. The yeah, game. Yes. to tie the game. Like, yeah. was yeah. like, yeah. shot for, the game. Is the most for, Jacob? You are absolutely is the most forgotten shot in college basketball history because of what Chris Jenkins did <laughs> a minute exactly. later. It was over. It was. I think it was off glass. It was like a Le- it okay, was LeBron, like deep three. LeBron, LeBron hit a LeBron hit a very similar shot against the Wizards when he was in Cleveland. Like Kevin Love did a full court pass to him and he just turned around and banked oh, it. Like, yeah. it was a nut shot. Like Villanova had this game locked, and then so calmly they just went up the field. Shuffle Ryan Archidiakno shuffle pass to Chris Jenkins pulls up like two feet behind the N- NBA three point line and just drilled. And everyone comes and the um like the seats around the arena are sunken in. So like yeah. people are like jumping out. It was the crate. Uh, that was the peak of March Madness. But even last year, like Jalen Suggs hit that shot against UCLA. Oh my God, we went, yes. went. We almost got it. We almost got written up. Yeah, we just got a noise one. Like <laughs> we got a, just got a noise complaint. That was so funny. Oh my God. You had to simply have yeah. to. Like, you got to get loud for that. But so, and we'll have this weekend coming up, which hopefully we can get together and watch some games. Yeah, um, for March Madness, because especially as it gets closer, like I don't know, like maybe we'll be rooting for St. Peter's on like a, yeah. a yeah. Friday night. Yeah, we'll have. That. We'll see. Because oh what we'll God. have, Arkansas and Georgia will be playing on Thursday, and then 
on Friday we'll have North Carolina UCLA, which will be a fun game. That'll be a good game. St. Peter's will be playing on Friday. <laughs> and then, yeah, Providence can some good games. And then over the weekend we'll have just another set of great, great, great games. Ugh. Yeah. What a time like to be alive. Iowa. I'm liking What's Iowa State today over uh, Wisconsin. For okay, no other go. reason than I saw the – I was reading um, – like when I was making my bracket, I was reading like a little description. They were saying that Iowa State has like the perfect makings of a Cinderella team. And I was like, you know what? I no. like that. No, I got say, Iowa State. Every year, every year, some writer goes out there and goes, guys, I think I found the Cinderella team. And it's always a team that shoots the three ball like really well and like has like a really awkward big man. And then every year that Cinderella team doesn't happen. And then just another like team. Like no one was like, same, like everyone always feel like they have the Cinderella team. It's literally the Cinderella team every year is just like, hey, we have a one small outside shooter that can hit threes. There we go. That's going to be him. It's going to be him every year. Well, I guess we'll see. Yep. It's a big game to yeah. big game today at six o'clock. And then uh, this is going to be Izzo and uh, uh, not Calipari, Shishevsky's last uh, game um, against each other with Michigan State and Duke going on right now. Yeah, it's oh. going on right now. Yeah, um, it's an end of the I, era. My big upset is I have Miami ten seed taking down two seed Auburn. Really? Oh. Okay. So I was really, I was really high on Auburn the year they went to the Final Four. I took them all the way. Yeah. They were a five, five seed, I think. Um, I took them to beat UNC. People called me crazy because a lot of people thought UNC was going to win the tournament that year. Yeah, that might have been that might have been Virginia's the year they won. Um, I think it was, and then. So I took them to beat UNC, but then I didn't have them beating. Like I gave up on Kansas after the like oh. they got to Elite Eight. I thought they would get there, but I was like, I can't put them to the Final Four. I'm gonna move Kentucky through. And then Auburn beat Kentucky. I was so pissed because I had ri- I had ridden the Auburn train so much because they had they had Ch- Chimi Okiki on that team and everything, and I was like, this is great. And then uh, I didn't ride him long enough. But this year, I feel like. I feel like Auburn's gonna fall short. I don't know. They have a really good prospect in Jabari Smith, but I feel for some reason I feel like he's gonna like let us down. Yeah. Well, I was I was trying to keep a little bit with college basketball, and I was realizing how difficult it was to win an SEC like away like to win in another um team stadium in the SEC. Like the amount of uh like games I would be watching, like Auburn would be getting upset on the road playing like Arkansas or like Tennessee. Um, and it would just be absurd. Like, it seems like a crazy environment. It's like, totally something I'd want to check out. Um, yeah, I feel like those stadiums, especially like if you are like a basketball school, like those arenas can get so unbelievably loud because it's indoors. So the sound is just like echoing off of the sides. Like, I, oh, yeah. I feel like there's a much more like legit home field advantage, like in basketball. Than in okay. like most other sports. So when Jimmer Fredette played for BYU, the place they played was so loud all the time. It was absurd how loud BYU got during Jimmer Fredette's reign over there. Yeah. That's a long time ago, huh? Yeah, it, Jimmer Fredette's a while ago, but he's still, every year, him yeah. and Kemba Walker always make it onto like the March Madness Instagram because they're just icons of, they're icons of college basketball. Damn you, well, Kemba. did Kemba hit like some crazy? The cardiac uh, Kemba, yeah. yeah. It was it was against Pitt in I think it was in MSG, right? It was in somewhere. I know it yeah. was like it might have been. I don't I don't remember if it was in MSG, but it was like yeah, cardiac Kemba. It was 
he had a game-winning three against number three Pittsburgh, and awesome. that was the last time we've ever been good at basketball. Yeah, it, it's yeah. tough. It, it's a shame. I really love basketball. I haven't been able to make it out to a pit game this year, and I, I guess I won't now um, at this point. But also, like, I can't justify like skipping up some schoolwork or like pushing it off later to go to a pit game because they just lose. Like, they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to one pit game so far in the Oakland Zoo. I actually have been to a couple more before that um, when my sister was here. But the one pit game that I went to, they played the Citadel, which for those who don't know, is oh, a, yeah. it's essentially like a knockoff West Point. It's like a military academy that uh, is, I think it's Army maybe. I don't know exactly which one it is, but it's... It was exactly the team that I thought was going to walk out there. It was all a bunch of like six foot to like six foot four white guys. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I thought this team was going to look like. And I'm like, all right, I guarantee you they're going to be a really good defensive team that shoots a really good three ball. And guaranteed, that's what's going to happen. And guess what? That is exactly what happened. And I don't follow basketball. And I knew that's exactly what this team was going to be. And somehow, Pitt didn't realize that they were just going to sit back and shoot the three. And yet, that's what happened. And there was one dude on the other team that put up like 30 against us. And it was like after the game, lost by like 10 or something. Ended up being the first time the Citadel had won against like a Power 5 team in like... Probably fifty years or something. It was like yeah. since like the eighties. It's like, oh, this nice. This team this, is horrible. Was this the home opener also? Yes, this so. was the home oh, opener. Man. That's how you knew we were in for a yeah. bad season. Yeah, that's where it's like. I remember there was like times I'd be like, he's gonna shoot the three, and he's like, sh- and they're just like are like sitting back and just letting him <sighs> shoot. It's like, oh, man. what are you? What? Uh, it, that was painful. I I love Pitt, but God. They just need to fix their basketball team. At least we had a football, a good football year. Yeah. Yeah. Pitt, so like, Pitt, are we like, walking uh, on guys? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> the, the pit, the pit sports of basketball and football have been rough. Like this year in football has been good, but it, it hasn't been in the past. So like, I mean, football is always like, it's more competitive than pit basketball, but I just wonder why we struggle so hard to like, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to make like a March Madness tournament here and there. Like the ACC in terms of basketball is not like, um, it's what Duke and North Carolina. Yeah, they, they, yeah. There's the, so we're not gonna ever win the ACC tournament, but I feel like there but shouldn't be a reason that we don't get heavy. don't get in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like there's two like really good teams, but then like everybody else, like you know, they're they're fine. They're not like great so, teams. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing special. Oh wow, I'm in the wrong division here. Uh, Atlantic Coast. Okay, yeah. So Duke, UNC, top heavy. Then there's just Notre Dame, Miami, Wake Forest, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida, Syracuse, Clemson, Louisville, Boston College, Pitt, Georgia Tech, NC State. Like, just not like it's not a super like a big strong basketball. I mean, like, like yeah. sometimes Syracuse is good, sometimes um, Virginia is good, but otherwise, like it's just those two up top. And I guess Notre Dame had a good year. I don't really know why. But man, we were well, in the ACC. I thought they were independent. Does it depend on the sport for ND? Oh, right. I know they're in football, they're independent. Um, I know, like, during the COVID year, they aligned with the ACC. Um, I think, but soccer-wise, aren't they in, they're in the ACC, I'm, right? They're in the ACC for soccer, yes. Yeah, I think, I guess it varies depending on the sport, which is weird. 
Um, so obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, they're too cool for they're too cool for the ACC Shut in football. Up. I think uh, what it boils down for Pitt basketball is in the ACC tournament, you're ranked 12 seed. You're playing the 13 seed Boston College, so it's really a pick me game. But we lose by 20, and that's the issue. You have a pick me game, but you need to start to you need to dance. You need to like make a statement that you you can actually win some games, and you lose by 20 to a team that. You're probably favored to win by like a point or so, like just really a picking game, but you can't lose that game by twenty. That's the game that like should come down to the final shot, and it's not a good look. We have a we have a coach that is like respected. Just I don't know. We gotta get some recruits in. Even like our players, like last year, weren't even bad. Justin Champagne is doing good things over at. He's playing for Raptors uh, nine oh five, which is the Raptors G League team, and he's been called up. He's on a two way contract, which is really cool. Um, he's been playing well, so. Bad boy. Good enough facilities, at least, like because I know, like, a yes. lot. Of... Okay, they, I've been yeah. in them. I, I work in them. <laughs> They're very I nice. I would assume they I don't would. get it because, like, football wise, we don't have like Pitt doesn't have their own facilities. They have to share the stadium with the Steelers, so that's but, probably decreased I mean, the amount that some players would want to go to. Um, like you know, want to go to the uh, the school. It's also not on campus, so it's not as easy for students to get there. So I understand that for football at least, but basketball, for basketball wise, like there's no excuse, you know. Like, I well, mean, we I have guess to, you have to com- like compete with recruiting wise with like the surrounding, um, you know, uh, areas like or the surrounding schools. But like, I feel still feel like we should be able to rec- recruit at a decent level or like better than we what we are. Well, yeah. the P is like the P is for basketball. Like, it is a stadium meant for pit basketball which is interesting because like, again football like is the Steelers we use the Steelers stuff so you could argue like oh it's a little bit annoying like you want to have your own like no we have our own basketball stadium for pit it's basketball. really nice too really like, nice yeah. I've because yeah. like when I I work as like the equipment manager and like I work in like some kind of like some like the back room sort of things it's like with like laundry and like all that stuff I have to like walk past like the training room the weight room they have there and like I, maybe their locker room or something. It is like state of the art, brand new facilities. Like everything is like top of the line. It is so nice in there. And I'm like, I'm walking through there and I'm like, am I in the right place? Like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. Like I need to be like six, five to even just walk in here. Like this feels wrong. Like I need to be like, just good at basketball to even be like in the presence of these other people. But somehow it's like we just we get smoked by these no name teams for no reason. It's like I don't know how we can't get good people in the door. There's no yeah. excuse. There's literally no excuse for us yeah. not to be at least a decent team. And maybe like them building the student performance center up right by the Pete will like yeah. encourage some athletes to come over more. Maybe I'm hoping they can kind of do something with um upper campus. I mean, for most people listening to this who don't go to Pitt, it won't make much sense, but. We have like a lower part of our campus, and we have a massive hill for till we get to the upper part of our campus because it's Pittsburgh and we're hilly. Um, so I don't know if like they need some better housing upper campus to like for the athletes, so they don't have to like constantly walk up and down the hill. Maybe that's it or something. Like I don't know, but maybe that's what it's gonna take. But it it is a little frustrating just because we have we have the facilities. We have the facilities, attract. and we have the budget. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think Pitt's budget is like endowment. Like, it's, it's like $2.6 billion budget per year. It's like, and that's only going up every year. So it's like, we have the money for it. Like, it's not un- unreasonable for Pitt to shell out some cash to really try and get these recruits in the door. 
Yeah. Whatever happened to Virginia, though? Like, I they were like, like, what happened? Oh, I think, but dude, basketball can be basketball can just be very cyclical. Like, I think they just got a good group of like talent they developed over time. I don't know. You get like five, six se- seniors in there who have all gelled together for a while, and then they were good for two years, and then they just kind of fall off. I mean, it happens. I mean, like in high school, like my soccer team, like we we got we end up winning our sectional titles for time we ever did it in school history, and then but we had all these old players that were like seniors or juniors, so like. Two years later, we're just back to being bad. So, and I mean, that's how it is sometimes. Like, Gonzaga went through a really long stretch of, like, not being that good. And for the last, like, we're living in a time where Gonzaga is the best team in college basketball consistently. But it used to be, like, a team like Kansas used to be really good. And Kansas is still good. But, I mean, like, Andrew Wiggins went to Kansas. Joel Embiid went to Kansas. There's a lot of other players that went to Kansas that were really good. Kansas is kind of like, Kansas isn't better than Duke or Kentucky right now. In terms Kansas of developing prospects, Kansas gives me like regular season Packers vibes. They they totally like, do. Yeah, like they're so good. Like and they have a bunch of good players. Just I can't remember the last time Kansas like didn't choke in March Madness. And who knows? Maybe this year they'll you know win it all. But at the same time, I in my own bracket, I couldn't justify moving Kansas forward enough because I just know that they typically have choked like every single year, even though they'll be the one seed. I would say Villanova. And Kansas are like the opposite. Whereas like Kansas is like a big name school, like big just size school, and they get a lot more talent than Nova. But Nova always seems to like come up when it counts. Like even as a two seed, like I think their team has been weak this year. They've been played in a lot of close games. And they moved on to the round of sixteen. They'll play the next round game against maybe a three seed or something. And they they might lose. Oh, they're playing against Michigan. So maybe they'll win, maybe they'll lose. But like making a pat to the round of sixteen is like pretty solid overall. Right. But like a team like Kansas, I always feel like, oh man, first round upset. I think they were two seed one year and they got upset by a fifteen seed. Um, that might have been in twenty thirteen when Florida Gulf coasted it, or that was Kentucky again. It was one of the two. Um, and then also, so really side note, it's crazy. The last two years there's been a fifteen seed upset because Oral Roberts yeah. did it last year, and then so like it, it's cool. That it's back to back. Like I don't know if this is going to be a trend of just like because the talent is so good. Yeah. That it's going to be easier for 15 seeds to pick off the two seeds, or if it's just like a complete like lightning in a bottle situation. We, we just so happened to run into the two year stretch where the 15 seeds just decided to smoke some top teams, but yeah, yeah, we'll awesome. see. Well, but on the topic of like um, facilities, like I don't know if I talked about it on the pod before, but the, the track facilities at the University of Pittsburgh are awful. Like, They're so we bad. Have, they're so bad. Like we don't a we don't have an outdoor track to use. So That's if you're ridiculous. any type of track and field athlete and you want to come to like this school, you sh- you just shouldn't because you don't have an outdoor track. You just you don't have an outdoor track that you can train on that is yours. We have we have a like a oval like a public um track in our area, but it's at a mile from campus. It's up a giant hill and it's public. Um, it's public. Um, the track is pretty beat up. And there's a really nice gravel road around it to do like longer, um, like mile repeats and on, on and stuff. But regular people can be walking on it. And then otherwise, the only time we would have an actual track is if they went down the Carnegie Mellon's track. But tra- Carnegie Mellon has a track team that needs a track, and they they're not gonna want pit on it. So like, there's we don't really have our own outdoor track, and then our indoor track is a piece of crap. So um, bad. It's so, so bad, like, man. so like I like they need to increase like. 
okay, they're getting a new indoor track in 2025. So that'll help. But otherwise, but even it's so far away from campus, it's going to be annoying. But they need, like, I don't know where they're going to build one, but they need to build an outdoor track. Yeah. They really well, they don't. Get... Yeah. No, they just don't build an outdoor track. Like, they're not going to get recruits who want to run. Like, yeah. if, you, if you want athletes who are going to be like cross country athletes and like 5,000, 10,000 meter runners for the outdoor track season, they're not going to want to run these like in these areas that they don't have a good track a good track for like they uh it's just so it's so frustrating because like we again we have the budget it's hard to build in the city but we can do right. we would ha- we would be able to do it like there's enough space. space yeah right i was just gonna say that because we we are like in a city and we're also in like a city that has a lot of hills so it's diff- going to be difficult to build like some of these facilities so like what would you guys like if you could take out like the soccer stadium, the baseball stadium, because I haven't even heard of anything pit baseball. Like, take away the baseball stadium. Like, who cares? Honestly, I don't like baseball. I don't. Think Let's be anything. real. Like, we don't oh, need baseball. the baseball. Stadium. <laughs> we can cut baseball from Pitt's, like uh, you know sports for a lot of care. Um, Amen. But like, what would you guys <laughs> do? Like with well, the um, center, we play like uh, intramural soccer at um, like. The um, I guess the soccer stadium, the Pete, um, like just other stuff like that. Like, what stadiums would you guys build? Yeah. Uh, so about that, I had a question. I don't know if you guys knew anything about this because I know they're taking down the dome. Is that just to make a new indoor track, or are they? That's so that building is going to become. It's a gym. It's a indoor track. It's gymnastics. It's wrestling, and then there's a big field so the marching band can practice. Okay, so no news on an outdoor track. No news on an outdoor track now. But that's that's ridiculous. That's honestly like it's it's pathetic because you have high, like pretty much every high school in the United States has a track and football field, but you're a university with billions of dollars in endowment and you can't make an outdoor track like for the university. Like that's that's just it's ridiculous. No, and like, it's how, not like I pull. Yeah, and we don't have like a relationship with Carnegie. Like if I'm like if I go run at the Carnegie track, like it's a 50-50 shot I'll get kicked off by security. They'll just be like, "Oh, like you can't be here." So it's not like it's like, oh, well, we have a relationship with Carnegie where it's like 100% like any close with them. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like that. So like it it is bad because, again, you said, Andres, every school has a football team and a track team. So like track is the most accessible sport. And and it's like all you need is a pair of shoes and you can go run. And we don't have one on our campus. (laughs) And especially we're in we're, we're in a city, too. So for people who don't feel safe, like at night. Like running, or like even during the day, they don't really feel safe running. It would be cool to have like a track where they could just do laps around a track. They wanted to like feel safe because, like, the track, they didn't want... like it's yeah. exactly right. where it's exactly yeah. yeah. Instead of just running through downtown, which just sounds like a death sentence. Yeah, but I, no I, I don't build. know where they. I don't know where they would build it. Um, that would be a thing. But that's also not my decision. That's like, that's not Here. my job. I got. You think if we were to take off the baseball state? Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. We can't, we can't, we can't take off the baseball stadium. Man, forget I, baseball. I know, I know, I know you want to. Anybody even use that? Like, field. no. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We'll keep baseball. Fine. We're gonna take over Carnegie Mellon. We're gonna invade. <laughs> we're taking <laughs> over their campus. Are we suiting up? This my time. We're gonna do yes, the pit. Yes. The pit take over Carnegie draft. We are. We are getting a formal draft for the pit militia. <laughs> the invasion. And we are taking over Carnegie Mellon's campus. <laughs> Taking all of their facilities for our own. That's what we're doing. 
This so is a full-on invasion. What do we dwindle them down to? Do they just take over the university as a whole, or do we give them like the smallest, like little bit of space? Oh, no, so we'll you, give you them. Know, they can start this a revolution. Is a very then. bad, like exactly. Even hypothetical <laughs> talking about right now. Let's <laughs> just get rid of Carlo. What even is Carlo? Let's get rid of, oh yeah, Carlo. Yeah, I mean, Carlo, I, but Carlo doesn't have a track where you take over. So what we do is we get rid of their buildings and then build one on their buildings. Like, <laughs> just just demolish everything. Put the, the track right on top. Well, a side, here, here lies the remains of uh, Carlo, Carlo University. University. <laughs> like Carlo University Memorial Track and Field. Exactly. But their yeah. their buildings are like on on the hill, so that track would just. Oh be yeah, on no, the- it would be a, it would be a full on diagonal. Like it oh, would yeah. not be. Yeah, That's it would be. Would be it would be so bad. <laughs> You'd be like down climbing through part of it. You'd just be like crawling up the track. Don't <laughs> like, worry, guys. Got a new got a new outdoor track. Yes, it's on a 45 degree angle, but hey, it works. Maybe there's a world in which they had they tear down the fifth eventually, because I think that's the plan. It's pretty old. So like Yeah. I don't know how much space there is up there, but like maybe you could make that a track. Where? The Fitzgerald Near the Fitz. I don't know how much space you do oh. have on that Ooh. flat portion. It would yeah. be tight. That I would be really I tight. think it's tight that's, but possible. That's really tight because Wait, but they couldn't just knock it down because aren't they just putting whatever's in fits right now at the like where the dome is? I think that's what it is. I think that's what they're so, doing. They can try to make something work, but that'd be a tight fix. It's already pretty yeah. cramped there as it is. Well, yeah, I, I think a yeah. uh, track stadium is pretty far like removed from what Pitt would be able to do. But I mean, I think again, I'm like more I'm a track athlete, so it's like more up my wheelhouse. But like, I just think that they just need to have like an actual track, but that they're, they're yeah. not gonna get it. So what's the? Well, I was going to ask, what's the situation with like Pitt hosting home track meets? They just not have they don't. them, or where they are they don't. at? Yeah, they wow. just don't. Wow. Like it's not like yeah, like we go to like I th- we were just at I think we might have been at Clemson, like this past weekend. Like we just go other places that have tracks, and usually they all have to have like stadium seating and whatnot. So, but Pitt doesn't even like not like that. Pitt doesn't have a track stadium. Pitt doesn't have a track like. In general, for, for yeah. even train for even training purposes, so That's uh, like I remember um, when I'd go over to LSU for some uh, like track meets, like they had like the state, like it was of course it's um, flat, like it's flat land, but you would have like the stadium on one, like the football stadium at one point, the outdoor track at one point, and then you would be warming up in the indoor track. It was like outdoor season or vice versa for um, you know outdoor and indoor. Like, and it, like, all was, like, you know, together in the same area. And it was all, like, pretty nice. But at the same time, LSU has, like, I guess, the facilities for that, you know? Like, they can do that. But we Um, can make facilities. Good. Just, I think, like, like, what the problem we're also, we're just going to keep on running into is the hills. Like, and then. Space. Like, the already established things. Like, the baseball stadium, as much as I clown on it. The grass looks like, or the like the turf, turf. looks so nice. It's my yeah. goodness, it looks oh, so yeah. nice. It's just, it's, it's, it's so cool. Like I don't like baseball, but that's cool. Um, and then, I mean that actually has nothing to do with baseball, but it's cool. Um, but yeah, have you guys heard anything about pit baseball just in general? No, well, not I a single thing. I, I have to because I work there sometimes. Okay. But like, I I don't know like. Even like I've talked to like even like some like my managers and stuff. It's like I've asked them like, oh, like how is the pit baseball team? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, they don't really even pay attention to it. Like, 
you should refuse to do pit baseball laundry. I should actively <laughs> boycott pit boycott. baseball. Because yeah. we need to put a track facility in. <laughs> America's fair pastime. Oh. Yeah, Justin, and I was such a... Like, that's about, that's the equivalent of saying that the Cowboys are America's team. America's team. Oh Get out with this. That is the equivalent. <laughs> but, um, Justin, so, like, like you guys train at Shenley Park, right? The Oval? Like, that's, yeah. like, your track. So, it's not even that it's inconvenient that Pitt doesn't have a track, but also, like, for your workouts, you're going to have people walking. And you'll, like, you won't get the best, like, out of your training or anything. Like, you're always going to have to deal with stuff like that. So, it, it hurts, like, in several ways. Yeah, no, and it's, like, it's, the Oval's a perfect spot, like, I don't know if they, they got like it's not like that far off of the university so like they could totally just like make it into a track stadium there and like still have the dirt trail people could go around like they could I don't know how they, but they could make it work um but no and I don't think they should like I think it's awesome that it's a public place but no it's like when we so I was there on Saturday okay yesterday and like there was a bunch of soccer teams and stuff playing on the middle which is cool but like Sometimes you're running and a ball gets kicked like right onto the track or people like walk out right into your lane or like there's just stuff in the middle of the track that you have to like run around or there's just like jo- walkers and stuff and it's like, it's fine but like, like you get around especially as like a non-D1 athlete it's like you just deal with it but like it's still annoying. Yeah, like you're not going to get the most out of what you can pot like gains that you could possibly get because you have to the, deal with that. Yeah, the, track team, the, the track team gets up at like 7 a.m. to go to the Oval so that they can, like, have a pretty much a dead spot to work out. And I, I pretty much think they kind of kick people off the oval or the track when they're using it. They'll just be like, hey, like, we're going to do a lot of hard workout stuff. Can you just, like, move out the way? And that just shouldn't be the case for a team that, for a school that has the money and budget to build something like that. Again, I don't, like, I don't have the answers. I don't know where we would build a 400-meter I'm telling track. you, we're taking over CMU. <laughs> we're doing but, it but you could find the spot especially if you like demolish demolish is a really tough word if you like if you got rid of some buildings you, know, yeah. you can make it work and we have the money the only issue is just space that's all it is yeah andres I'm, I'm looking at on espn right now i didn't realize madrid is like they're the leaders of la liga right yeah they are so that's why this is huge and it's just it's the biggest rivalry match that's why like it's it's an insane game. This and is like Michigan, that, Ohio State, except they're both usually good. No, yes, that's that's literally it. It's it's it, that's that's this rivalry. So it's it's nuts. I'd like who's who? Like who's the guy on uh, Real Madrid right now? Um, I mean, I would say Kareem Benzema, uh, French striker. He's always he's been at the club for a very long time. Dude's thirty four now, and he's still banging in the goals. Like he knocked out. PSG, who are the equivalent of last year's Nets, they have a super team and are just a failure. And like they have Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, which is on paper the greatest trio like in in the world. And they got they choked a lead. Messi missed a penalty, and Benzema scores a hat trick to uh, send Real Madrid. Missed to a penalty. Well, it got saved, but yeah. Oh, oh! I thought you meant he just straight up missed the goal. No, no, I was like, got, yo, what? <laughs> I did see him miss a penalty in person, though, in a Copa America final, which is nuts. That's it was absurd. at MetLife Stadium, and I was like, the stadium. It was 2016 World Cup, or not? Whoa, Copa America final at um, MetLife Stadium, and it was Argentina versus Chile. They were in a PK shootout, and Messi sends it flying into the crowd over the bar, and the whole stadium, I kid you not, just goes silent. Like it's silent. You could hear a pin drop. Messi missed that penalty. Argentina go on to lose. And Messi 
doesn't win a trophy with Argentina until just this past summer. Like it was nuts because that would have been his first one, and he choked. That's so tough. And then yeah. um, in the English league or the English cup, right? Uh, Premier League. Premier. Let's say I'm on ESPN. It says English FA Cup. Oh, the FA Cup. Yeah, that's a separate tournament, but the same okay. teams. That's a so cool tournament. So Liverpool is going to play Manchester City. Are they like you said? Manchester United and, Man- and Liverpool are rivals, right? Um. So yeah, Liverpool Man U is like the rivalry of England. That's like the biggest, like the historical rivalry. But as of recent years, Liverpool and City have been the two best teams. So they've just been basically they've been the rivalry for the past years because they're just stacked and they they just win trophies. But that's a good match. The FA Cup is a cool tournament because it's like. You have your first division in England, then you have it goes down to like to like eight divisions. So you'll have like semi pro teams facing like top flight teams in that tournament, and it's just like starts off with so many teams, and it narrows down to just one team. And it's it's apparently the oldest tournament in like world soccer. So it's a that's a cool tournament. Okay, all right. Well, I'm a Liverpool fan, so or kind of, I say I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, so hopefully they go win that cup, I guess. Yeah, they're in contention for four trophies this season. So far, they have one. They have three more to go. Jacob, you said it's so unenthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> the most yeah, I, big I hope, fan. Like, <laughs> man, I hope Liverpool I wins. I name one player on Liverpool. It's Who is Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I can't name anybody else. I couldn't name what? the coach. Couldn't name anything else. What color do they? What color are there? Is their home like? Oh, well, they're red. Okay, good. They're literally called the Reds. So, I do, do you know that. the famous NBA player who's a part owner of Liverpool? Oh. Um, give me a hit. Pretty big player. Greatest player of all time. Oh, LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's LeBron. Uh, that was absolute bait. That was bait. <laughs> Yeah, LeBron's a part owner of Liverpool. And then Jordan has a deal with PSG. They, they, like, does, their jerseys yeah. are sponsored by him, so they have the Jordan logo yeah. instead of like a Nike or Adidas. They got Even tripped. though Jordan is a part of Nike, I think. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's kind it's of a weird like, situation. It's like, a, it's like how UNC, I guess, has... Well, no, I mean, it's just like... It's just Jordan, like... It's like a subsection of yes. Nike. It's yeah. like, it's still Nike, but like, it's Jordan. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. They are drippy, but we don't like PSG because they are just like because they just it's just all oil money and they just buy 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 it's buy oil buy. money. <laughs> no, it, it literally is like the guy the owners are um they're like they own like all these oil companies stuff so they're filthy rich like they bought Neymar a few years ago for two hundred twenty two million in like a single transfer like not like over the course of years flat fee two hundred twenty two million euros like it was insane like all they have is money they just bought, they bought Mbappe for like hundred sixty mil. Like they just keep buying these players, and they're a failure because they can't win trophies where it matters. Like they'll win like the French league, but the Champions League, they're not winning. They're just a, they're a joke. Like and now everyone's gonna leave because their few year project is a failure. So they're going into the mud. What about Chelsea? That aren't they like kind of similar? Oh, they are in a they are in a rough situation because apparently their owner is um boys with Putin, and they were like a mid club before <laughs> before yeah. Before this guy took over in like early two thousands, and then he had a lot of money, so he but he, he like he loved the club and stuff. Like he he bought like good players, some cool money ball players and stuff, and but just also some expensive players. And they competed, they won trophies, which they hadn't done before. So after they got this money in, they started winning trophies. And then now 
I guess all that money, like some some of my friends back home, I was talking to them, they call it blood money because this guy isn't a great guy. But so um, Chelsea, therefore, was a franchise. What's up? Is Chelsea therefore canceled as a franchise? Um, not the entire. As, I mean, kinda like they're facing um the like the consequences of the owner because right now he was gonna sell the club and he this is what he said he's gonna give the like the he's not gonna get any profit he's just gonna give it all to like Ukrainian like um like just like foundations to help out Ukraine. Oh, but, okay. That's but here's good. what happened with the English government. They were like, no, you're not. Like, you're not jumping ship. They they froze like the club. So they their budget's frozen. They can't even buy gas for their team buses anymore. He can't sell the club. Like it's it's all chaos right now. And Chelsea, the players, the like the management, they're all facing like the consequences of this guy's actions. Cause this guy, he's a rich Russian billionaire, boys with Putin, and it's just chaos. Chelsea are in they're in trouble right now. He's so, boys with Putin. That's, he is. Yeah. That's a, an iconic quote. That's incredible. <laughs> that's a quote book. Uh, worthy. Oh no! I was just gonna say. So I have a friend that is a Chelsea fan, as you know. So what could yeah. I say to him to talk trash? I mean, you could say your club is like I don't even know. Your club's might be gone. Like <laughs> I don't know. Your, <laughs> your club, like, is that was the softest trash talk ever. Well, no, <laughs> club is gone. I'm, keep, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it PG for the viewers. Keeping it family friendly. You know, there's there's other things to be said, but. On the record, that's that's what I will say. On the record, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's crazy because last year they won the biggest trophy in club soccer, which is the Champions League, and now they're they're in trouble. Yeah. So I think on that note, I think on that note, that will conclude our very sports-filled edition of the Wash Athlete Podcast, talking about March Madness, hit sports, and some soccer. So we'll see you guys all next time. Stay tuned for extra cycles, and yeah. Have a good day. Peace. 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 Bengals. Oh, my God.